Welcome into Jags AM on Thursday, November 9th. Penani Stevens, Brian Sexton, John Osher with me today. It's week 10. We're talking 49ers. We've been excited for this game. Definitely one you circled on the calendar early on when you saw some of the marquee matchups for this team. And it seems like the 49ers are getting healthy too, so it should be a good kind of marker game, kind of see where they're at. They're a star-studded team. I mean, when you when you look at the roster and the names, whether it's George Kittle, uh, CMC, right? We just three initials, right? Everyone knows Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and of course, the, the defense. So it's no surprise that tickets are hard to come by and they're selling standing room only. People know the 49ers and it brings out a lot of folks who uh, may be casual fans. Yeah, I know Doug talked this week about it not being a quote statement game. Um, and I kind of like the message because I think he's tired of talking about a statement game. They've won, what, 11 out of 13 games. They've beaten the Bills, they've beaten the Steelers, they've beaten the Cowboys during that. I mean, how many statements do you need to make before you sit there, oh, making a statement game and nobody hears yeah. you? Uh, so I think to him, this is, look, we're a good team, they're a good team. But I think not only from a national perspective, which I'm kind of worn out on trying to talk that national perspective, but from a showing you what they are, uh, and in the locker room, San Francisco can really run. They're a powerful team. Uh, the Jaguars have spent the last, what, 16 games-ish being a stout defense, being a physical team, but they don't quite have that reputation, or, or, you sense. You go mano a mano and stuff this team, out physical them, mm-hmm. then you do have that reputation. So, and I think they can prove that to themselves, not that they haven't already, but Maybe they can say something to themselves about that and prove that once and for all. Let's go over some of our big things this week. Big thing number one for us is going to be understand the assignment. As we mentioned, there's a lot of big names on the 49ers, a lot of star players, but a lot of this is going to come down to doing your job and understanding the assignment. you got to play 11 on 11, right? And, and um, you know, it's about our pieces against their pieces and, and, and how best we can maneuver our guys and try to create some matchups somewhere. Um, and, and, and yet just know that, you know, these guys are going to make plays, you know, they're going to, they're going to make a tackle for loss or they're going to get a sack or they may, you know, break up a pass or something like that, but it doesn't keep you from continuing to try, right? And execute your game plan. So, um, good players, give them their respect. Um, and you know, you still got to play. Brian, Doug talking a lot about, you know, understanding that they have star players. They're going to make plays. They're going to get sacks. They're going to get tackles for loss, whatever it's going to be. And you kind of need to allow that, but also stick to the game plan that you have. But it's going to be a tough one. They've had a couple weeks to get ready for this now with the bye. And the coaches will have a plan, right? Doug and the offense, you have a lot of confidence in because you know. Uh, And the defense now, you should have a lot of confidence in. You know, last year, you had a first-year coordinator, and they were kind of working through things, but talking to players in the locker room, especially Josh Allen yesterday, you know, they have a lot of confidence in Mike Caldwell and that staff now. And they feel like Mike and his staff have the confidence in them to go out and run the plays that are called. So what you really have is a do-your-job situation here. They've got a game plan. If you do your job, you have a chance to succeed. Well, so much of an offense like the 49ers, because they put pressure everywhere in the running game, and they have so many options in the running game, meaning I'm McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. These guys can do different things. Uh, what offenses like that thrive on is usually defenses think they have to do too much to stop them, and they're jumping out of lanes. Uh, the Jaguars' defense, if it's to me, if it's defined by anything, 
it's that you have one superstar player, maybe Josh Allen, you know, uh, is ascending to that. But everybody else, Devin Lloyd, Foyer, Rashawn Jenkins, you start listing off guys, they're all good. And I think they're confident, sort of what you said, Brian, they don't feel like they have to do much special to stop teams. So I think they can play assignment football and all those cliches. Talking to the guys in the locker room, they believe that if they play their game, they don't have to do anything special to win this or stop this really good 49ers offense. That, to me, is the matchup. Here's why do your job is so important. We talked about it yesterday. You have a coach in Kyle Shanahan who is so gifted at moving personnel groups and, and creating mismatches and giving you, hey, it looks like we're doing this and everything says we're doing this, but now we're doing this. That's where the do your job comes in because Mike and Doug, they will have everything figured out. They will know exactly what the tendencies are. And it's about, hey, like John just said, don't get anxious and think, well, I'm going to jump over here because I can make the play and then watch it go over here instead. It's nice to see the narrative switch a little bit to Jaguars play Jaguars football. We should be able to win the game. You don't have to try to cater to the other teams. It's a good spot to be at. Big thing number two going to be stop the run. We talked about Christian McCaffrey, and he is talented in so many ways. You also have to stop him yards after catch as well. And Doug talked a little bit about why Christian McCaffrey is so dangerous. You can put him anywhere, anywhere in the formation. Backfield, split out wide, motion him. You know, jet sweep, you, you put him anywhere. He's just that type of player. Give him, hand him the ball, throw him the ball, screens, down the field. Um, just an overall solid player, and, and you, you have to account for him. And then, you know, it, it's hard to get him on the ground. You know, he can, he can break tackles. He's strong, you know, physical back that, uh, uh, you know, does some really good things. John, we know Brock Purdy's been having some issues the last couple of weeks, but Christian McCaffrey has just been so dynamic for that team, and he's dangerous in a lot of different ways. Well, he's dangerous because, uh, to me, he's, uh, I think, one of the first players since Marshall Falk, really, who can is just as good a receiver as he is a running back and vice versa. Uh, the reason he's so dangerous is you can do your job really well on a play, and he can still beat you. Um, you can do your job 98% and he can take advantage of the 2% that you don't do because he's so quick, his vision's so good. He's in everything running back. So uh, I expect him to score because he usually does. 17 uh, straight games. Yeah, I expect him to be effective. Uh, but guess what? They've lost some of those games where he scored. So uh, he can be effective and you can still win this game. You have to keep him from being the fantasy football stat guy this week. Well, here's the fantasy football stats for you. In the last four games, he has six touchdowns, three rushing, three receiving. And in each of the last two games, he has one of each. So he's a multi-purpose threat. And they've still lost. No, no. So you can still beat that team. What, right? Well, 100%, you, you can beat them. The problem for them, or problem for the Jaguars this week, is, is Debo Samuels coming back. Mm -hmm. And that's, we saw him last year, two years ago here, eight rushes for 89 yards mm -hmm. and a touchdown. So now they've got that two-headed monster. So... I'm thankful this week that you have Devon Hamilton back. We saw him in some limited action against the Steelers. They looked pretty good. Now he's had even more time to get integrated into the defense because you're going to need a rotation. Because if you don't stop the run, and Josh said this, you know, so did Rayshon yesterday in the locker room. If you don't stop the run, you have no prayer of getting to the quarterback. None. And if you get to the quarterback, you can force turnovers. That's what they're trying to get to. This kid's got six turnovers in the last three games. So they got to stop the run to be able to attack him. And they know with Debo Samuel back this week that that job, which was already difficult, just got much, much harder. 
Definitely a hallmark of the Jaguars' defense, though, so there is hope there. I mean, if they get off schedule and they can't stop the run, that's, we're, we're way off the plantation by that point. We're they're way off the by that point. Giving up less than 80 yards rushing per game. They're playing fantastic. Every indication is they'll be able to stop the run. Now, they might not hold them to their average of 79.3, but if they can control it, right? I mean, the number could be 130 yards by the time the game is over, but if they can control it in the situations where they need to, to set up third and long, fine. We'll know, no matter what the stats say, We'll know on Sunday after the Jags walk off the field if they stop the run. The numbers won't tell the story. You'll know it with your eyes. Our final big thing this week is going to be make your house your home. The Jaguars are 6-2 and two so far on this season. They've won five games in a row, but they haven't played their best football at home. And that's something Doug Peterson, head coach of this team, says you got to change. You know, first thing, the schedule gets a little more normal for us here in the, in the last half of the season. Um, you know, we haven't played our best football at home which is crazy um you know those two early games that that we didn't we didn't play very well and you know those are all things that we have to we have to do better you right we're, we're playing in front of our fans we're at home you know our stadium our locker room and um we got to feed off the energy obviously of the crowd and and uh and play our best football you know and, and especially in the, in the second half of the season that's something that you know if if you want that home field advantage or try to play for home field advantage, you got to do it at home. That's why they call it home field advantage. So, um, you know, we've just got to we've just got to focus in on that and, and just continue to to improve. Brian, we've talked. You know, it's great that the team can play so well away from home, but we talked a little bit about putting a good product on the field so the fans have something to cheer about because two of those home games we had this season have been tough. I go back to the the last two games of last year. They were prime time now, yeah. right? Against Tennessee and against the uh, the Chargers, the crowd was insane, and it sent a message to the rest of the league. I probably don't want to go there and play because it's a very difficult place when it's all riled up. Um, there were the Texans games a rough one, you know, because you, you wanted to come out and play well and establish your dominance early and give it the chance, the fans a chance to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts was better. But Sunday's a chance because there will be a national audience watching, yeah. right? It's a premier game. There will be a lot of new eyes on this place. And it's a chance for them to see what a tough place this can be. The Jags have got to play well to get the fans into the game to make it go well for them. But it's an important thing when you especially consider you've got the Titans coming up and you've got the Bengals and the Ravens. You've got some big games here at home. You need to get the crowd juiced up and get them ready for those. I don't know if, if, if they're going to win or lose this weekend, the Jags. Um, I don't really worry about them playing well at home. I kind of attribute the Chiefs and the Texans to me was more about early season working through some stuff Mm -hmm. than it was not being able to play well at home. They showed me last year they can play well at home and take advantage of this. They won, what, their last five here. Uh, So I attribute – I mean, I'm not saying they don't need to go get it done, but I don't really worry that they have a problem playing at home. I thought those first two games were more about them trying to figure out uh, coming back from last year, trying to figure out what they were, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I hope they go prove me right on Sunday. I do think you, you if, if I'm the coach, I, I make the point that Doug made, it, which is, hey, we want to play well yeah. here. We didn't play well against the Texans. Forget where it was, right? But we want to play here. So let's have an emphasis on getting these guys involved. Well, and they want to establish that because you got the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. Big games Bengals. coming up. Uh, basically, you hold serve the rest of the way at home. Uh, and win one or two on the road, and you're set. So they've got it in front of them in terms of that. 
a lot of primetime eyes on this game too because I think 75% of the country is going to have this as their one o'clock game. So it'll be very national stage for everybody. It's a good one. First of several big games for the Jags. Stay with us. We're going to hear from QB1 coming up after the break. We're getting ready for the 49ers to come to town. It's nice to be back home, play some home games in front of the home crowd. And this we expect to be a big one. Um, coming off a of bye week, both of these teams should be well rested, should be healthy as, as they can be at this point in the season. And Trevor Lawrence talked a little bit about taking that time away, but then also getting back into game mode once you got back in the building. We still feel that momentum, that energy that we that we left with, you know, when we took the week off, but um, you got to find a way to kind of get that edge back because it is, you know, you're kind of relaxing, getting your body back underneath you. You have to. It's a long season. We played, you know, eight tough games in a row, and then now we got a nice stretch. So you got to give your body a chance to rest. Um, but now it's today in practice, and it started on Monday. Really, we had a we had a lighter practice, and just getting that, getting our legs back under us, and getting that edge, and practicing hard. That's where it starts. You can't just walk out there Sunday and expect to expect to play with that edge if you didn't all week in practice. So I think that's where it starts really today and. Um, as we practice every day of the week. John, when we look at these two teams, they're both going into a bye, but in different ways. Jaguars, five, winners of five straight, the 49ers have lost three, and kind of the break probably meant different things to those teams, but the refocused energy when you come back is really, because you're not carrying momentum at this point. It's, it's kind of starting over a little bit. Yeah, for the Jags, it meant, I mean, didn't it feel like they were just, pulling and trying to get to that by through this tough stretch and just thinking if we can just get through this whew, catch thank, your breath mm -hmm. thank goodness because it was it was hard and yep. even evan ingram talked about in the locker room on thursday man we feel like we've been away from this place forever uh one reason it, the doug is such a good coach doug peterson he talked about what trevor was talking about and the thing that struck me yesterday was when he spoke about needing to get back to play in with energy for four quarters. And I'm not, I'm not saying it right, but that intensity level that you need to win in the NFL. And I don't think he thought that they had it early in the season, and then they got it for five games. He talked about it. Players talked about it in the locker room. He's clearly emphasizing that, hey, we've got to get back to what we were doing, not only physically, but mentally, the energy, the focus, all that stuff. Uh, it's why he's the head coach, Brian. He, he's really good at emphasizing the right things, and that feels like something that they need to get back to because, boy, did they have it for five games before the bye. Uh, I can just tell you, you know, my conversations with guys yesterday, there's an energy level for this game on Sunday. They're excited. Cam Robinson, in particular, I spent some time with him for a pregame radio interview, and he's really, you know, I, I was asking him about the, the challenge of the Niners and I mean he's like I'm ready for it he goes I, I love I live for Sundays where I'm going to be challenged he says I've faced the best in the NFL over the course of my career then every Sunday I love it but this is a challenge and I'm really excited about it and everyone I talked to shared that they love the idea that the Niners are coming in here they don't love the idea that they're underdogs at home mm. but they love the idea that they've got a chance to go prove themselves on Sunday afternoon they're excited to play these guys uh, there's Here's not the right word. There's no trepidation at all. They're ready to go. Um, I, I, to me, that was a really good sign backing up what Trevor was talking about. Mm -hmm. in, in other words, getting back here and getting to work. They're excited to get to work because they're excited to get to Sunday. And I'm not a big rah-rah guy. Uh, you aren't? 
locker room, <laughs> bulletin board stuff. But I do think if if I'm the Jag and 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 this team is really about team. I mean, uh, in, in talking to players, that it's a selfless team that cares about uh, winning, and not all NFL teams uh, feel the same way about yeah. that. Um, and I think for them, they're three-point underdogs, which means the world, whatever that is, thinks the Niners are six points better. Yep. I, I do think that makes this a little bit of a, you know what? We won five in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder if that can come into play on Sunday. I think some of the lack of, you know, maybe national understanding of where this team is at is because they haven't seen a huge jump out of Trevor Lawrence because they're not watching it. You know, if you're just looking at the box score and you're not watching the game, you're probably not seeing what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do for this team. And Trevor did talk about really wanting to get the offense going and put up a good offensive performance in this game. We've been, uh, I think we've been a lot more consistent on just moving the ball. Um, not stalling out as much, but then you see two weeks ago we had the we had the dumb turn, turnovers that kind of kept Pittsburgh in the game and, and gave him a shot and didn't let us really take off and, and and blow the game open. So it's something like that every week that we got to fix. So you know you're hoping every week is that week, and we're emphasizing it. We got a lot of a lot of emphasis on the details of just not having turnovers, being better on third down, and all those things play together and having a clean game and. That's the idea is having a, a game where you can come out of it, not any or many turnovers at all, um, being great on third down, scoring in the red zone. It'd be nice to you know put all those together this week and against a good team like this, this is the week to do it. You know, you gotta, gotta play well against great teams, obviously. Every week we're kind of hoping that's the week that we see the offense, you know, be to what we expect them to be, but they have been getting better. They're consistent. We've seen that complimentary football from this team. and. Trevor talking a little bit about what they were able to do in Pittsburgh and, you know, some, shooting themselves in the foot at some points. And we're kind of hoping maybe got some of that energy out, maybe that interception out of the way. So now we can turn the page here. Eight turnovers the last four games. Change that and, and you have a better offensive showing in every game. But the other thing, and I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, they're inconsistent on third down, right? One week it's good, it's 50%. The next week it's horrible, it's 32%. And they're averaging about 36% on the season. They've got to get that number up. They've got to be more efficient. They've got to be more consistent on third down and short. If they are, and of course, Trevor talked about this yesterday. He talked about not putting yourselves in third down. He goes, get a first down on first down. Get a first down on second down. Great. But when you do get to those third and short situations, for this offense to find a tempo, a rhythm, choose your adjective, they've just got to stay on the field. They need to be better on third down. Yeah, the thing that Doug really wants fixed going forward, and it's kind of self-evident, 13 giveaways, which is second in the league. Their third down and red zone are the 25th, 26th, whatever. It's not good. Uh, and all that sort of ties together. Yeah. It's all about those big moments. Um, I wrote a story for the site for today. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, uh, but it is an insane number of times this team has driven past the 50 and not gotten points this year. It's like 27 or 28 drives that they've gone inside the opponent's 50. Well, start adding that up. That's uh, three or four games. Yeah. Um, you get three or seven out of one of those, and all of a sudden, all this angst about the offense isn't there. My point is, it's not that they're not moving. It's not that they're not capable of, of moving and they're there. It's that those big moments, those big things, um, it's certainly a focus. It certainly got better last year. Uh, 
I think it will get better moving forward, but that's what people are feeling about the offense. Certainly feels like it's just right there, just almost there. We'll have to see if it comes together fully for us in the 49ers game. Stay with us after the break. We're going to go over some of our game changers, we think, for the matchup. Welcome back to Jags AM. We're here in the Hyundai studios, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the Jaguars players we have our eye on this week. So, Brian, when you're looking at who might do something in this game, who do you have your eye on? Uh, Walker Little, in particular. Um, I think he is a guy who will, um, that's the right way to put this, he'll be the difference maker on third and short, mm-hmm. right? He'll be that guy. He is, he might be your best offensive lineman. I mean, I, I think he's tremendously talented. Uh, he's very athletic. He's very powerful. He won't be overmatched by, you know, bigger guys like Hargrave and Armstead. And I think he's that guy who will, you know, you'll be able to run behind him. You'll be able to, he'll lift the play of Luke Fortner up and help them work through it uh, and be more successful on third and short and keep drives alive. I went with uh, Foye Luikon. Um He will play well because he always does. Um, yeah. He's as consistent and I think he's playing better than last season. I, I, it seems to me like he has more tackles uh, in that one and two yard range than he did last year. I think the overall defense is playing better around him. Um, he won't need to stop the 49ers offense all by himself because I think the key for this game is, is what I said earlier, the fact that all 11 guys on this defense, they play so well together and it's rare to see guys out of position. What's been remarkable to me about this defense is how often um, the running game can be a little hard to get a feel for when you're watching it. Uh, because if you're if you're getting the difference between three and four yards on first down or one and two is a lot. Um, the Jaguars have, to me have done a great job this year of stopping and all of a sudden you're in second and eight instead of second and six. And those two yards for down and distance are can be everything what you're trying to do. Um, but he might he, he might make the Pro Bowl off this game. And what I mean by that is it's, it's a national game. A lot of people are going to be watching it. He's already had the interception for a touchdown on national TV. So people are aware of him. He's led the league in tackles. Pro Bowl can be a reputation type thing. Mm-hmm. Have a big game in a game like this or just get people talking about you in a game like this. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it's a shame it works that way because he deserves it no matter how he plays on, yeah. on Sunday. But this is the kind of game they can put a middle linebacker, oh, you're stopping the 49ers. So <laughs> yeah. this is the kind of game that can make a reputation for a player like him. Well, especially with Fred Warner on the other side for the Niners. They'll be talking about him, and if Foyer is playing well, you'll be, you'll be in the same breath as a guy who is generally considered the best overall linebacker in football. So that's good for him. I went with Josh Allen. I think he's been having quite a season. I think he will get to Brock Purdy on Sunday, and I think he won't let up in that regard because we've seen him gas out. He's If anybody needs a bye week, it's Josh Allen. What he's been able to do in the first half of this season has been impressive. He's a man playing for a contract and he's earning every penny at this point. He might be the difference maker in this game because I think he'll either get a strip sack, force a fumble, get an extra possession, and I think at the end of the day it might come down to who's going to win the turnover battle in this game. Brian, we talked about Josh Allen needing to play well this season and kind of earn that, earn yeah. that contract, if you will, but it's so impressive what he's been able to do. And I don't see him slowing down. He might be the most consistent pass rusher in the league. And it seems ridiculous because T.J. Watt is 
so very good, and Nick Bosa is so very good. But he leads the league with, with pressures, right? He's got yeah. 48 coming into this week. Um, and he is just consistently there. And maybe it's because he doesn't see as many double teams as T.J. Watt does. I don't know. You, there are reasons why. Uh, but I just, he's really, really good. And I think we take him for granted in Jacksonville because he's had some good and some bad. Bad's the wrong word. He's had some good and some not as productive games. Um, but he's got nine sacks near the top of the A. What, a half a sack off the AFC lead? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, not, not very far. Um, and he's got nine games left. And you just... You look and see where he could have a – he could break Calais Campbell's single-season franchise record. You bet. He was talking about it yesterday. That means something to him because Calais means something to him. He's been uh, underappreciated around here for a long time. Uh, when you consider how important game situations are to sacks, uh, for most of his career he's played on a team that's trailed by 10 points yep. a lot in, in – a. There were some years where it was insane how many double-digit games they lost. It's hard to get sacks if the other team's not throwing and if the other team doesn't have to throw. This year, guess what? The Jaguars are better. His pressures are becoming sacks because there's more situations where he can do it. And I'm not taking anything away from what he's done this year, but he's always been a good player, and I'm ecstatic for him that it's showing up on the stat sheet uh, for him because he's a class actor. And I, and I think you could have made the case going into the season. There was a chance he might be somewhere else in in 2024 if Trayvon came on and had a big year and if, if his numbers hadn't translated but he's meant so much to this defense and its overall level of performance I don't think there's any way he plays anywhere else I mean, yeah I don't see he's how you don't so pretend. valuable whatever it takes they're going to create a creative way to work it all in and Josh Allen will be here long term you know why Brian because he you trust him yes he's he's also the kind of person that you right. want in your locker room he is yeah. a stand-up He's a good father. He's a good husband by all accounts. He's a good neighbor. He's a good teammate. And he's a good football player. Those guys, the whole package, don't come along that often. And we now see that he's the whole package. He's going to get a big contract to deserve it. His ceiling is very high, but his floor is too. Yeah. Even when he doesn't have these numbers, he's really, really good. On and off the field, an integral part of this team. So happy to see him having as much success as he's having this season. Stay with us after the break. We'll go over our final predictions for the game and talk a little bit more 49ers. The fans are going to be huge. I mean, obviously, we've got a lot of momentum right now, and they're a huge part of that. And just bringing that, you know, we've been really successful on the road this year. We need, to, we need to start winning at home more, and that's a big part of, you know, with our fans as well, and um, I know that's what they're looking forward to seeing, so we just need all we can get, all that home field advantage. Trevor Lawrence saying on the Manning cast, he's excited to be Jacksonville's quarterback, and he's excited to be at home and play for the fans. Standing room only at this point for 49ers, but get out there if you can. He always fit this town. When he was playing at Clemson, uh, just everything about him screamed Jacksonville, and uh, in talking to him back in the preseason for a, uh, an interview before a preseason football game he talked about how much he and his wife love it here um it's just it's genuine and real and people can connect with him he's the perfect quarterback for this town should be a good one all right you guys do you have game predictions for us yeah i i I think they win um if they can get a couple turnovers i think they need the big plays the energy from that i think in this game you need to have andre cisco and leading the team on this thing that they do now when they get an interception and they're running down and they're doing wah you know i think you got to see a wah out of the defense for them to win this game maybe two maybe two okay maybe two wah two wahs okay um 
I have a good feeling about it. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't say there's a certain score. You know with the Niners and how well-coached they are and how talented they are that it's going to go into the fourth quarter. I mean, this, you're not going to run away from these guys and have a two-touchdown lead with 10 minutes to play. Um, so I, I just this team proved last year that they can win games late. They've proven that they can overcome mistakes, uh, especially with eight turnovers in the last four games and all of those being wins. So I, I have a good feeling. Just I, I think this is a really good team. I think, I think this is as good a team as there is in the AFC. It might be the best team in the AFC. Uh, I, I, I mean, watching all weekend, and, and I know Kansas City, and I know them well. Mm-hmm. I think this may be the best team in the AFC, and they should be able to beat the best team in the NFC, which is the Eagles right now. But you got to beat. I was going to say you got to beat the Niners, and yeah. at one point at five and zero after they had clobbered the Cowboys, everyone thought they were the best team in the NFL. Uh, they get all those players back, right? Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, they're all back. So this could be best versus best. Let's see what you got. Absolutely, you got to beat the next team on your schedule. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Jags too. Why not? And maybe this will be the breakout week for the offense too. Uh, of course, we'll have you covered on game day with all of your coverage on Jaguars.com. And then we'll be right back here on Jags AM on Monday to recap, hopefully, Jaguars win. Enjoy the game.